On today's episode, we're going to be looking all at Q3 earnings from companies like uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, and uh, we're also going to be looking at the uh, the Twitter and Elon Musk deal. We're going to be following some uh, some charts there, and we're going to be looking at uh, some dividend gains from some big companies. We're going to look at the uh, performance of uh, how I basically called this quarter and where I went right, where I went wrong, and uh, we're also going to be looking at... Uh, the VIX numbers, the SPY, we're going to be looking at mortgage rates as well. So stick around. I think we got a good one for you. Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show, and thank you for stopping by. If you're new here, uh, definitely uh, a big welcome to you. And if you've been listening since uh, episode one, you know, welcome back. I'm glad you're here as well. So, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, man, tons of tons of stuff to talk about. I can't even wrap my head around how much went on this week and ultimately where we go from here. So uh, uh, I guess first off, it's about uh, 9.30 Sunday morning. I'm getting this one uh, recorded. We finished up our uh, our youth soccer season yesterday, so that went well. Uh, my first year as a uh, assistant coach this time was, uh, was a fun one, so that was definitely cool. But uh, now we are wrapping up this earnings season, and uh, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a busy one. We... Uh, we made a lot of different calls. We had a lot of different expectations. And I think overall, I, I I don't know, I guess I'd probably give myself a B on this one. I really feel strongly about a lot of the different things that were happening out there. Uh, some of them uh, kind of blindsided me and other ones were kind of, you know, right where I thought they were going to be. You know, we, we had some pre-announcements. We had some companies guiding down. Uh, ultimately, uh, I think we did okay with those. Uh, I'll, I'll say that the one that really messed me up was uh, was going to be Meta or Facebook, if you still know it as Facebook, and I do. I'm, I'm one of the early adopters on the program or on the platform. Uh, getting into college in 2005, uh, I think Facebook was out for maybe, I don't know, 10 months by the time I got on there. And uh, back when you had to have a uh, .edu uh, email address. I mean, that's how long ago it's been since I've been on. But uh, yeah, I think we're still really looking for a lot of growth in this one. And that's what Elon, uh, not Elon, Mark and uh, the team are looking to do over there. They really want to reinvent themselves at, as this metaverse play. And, you know, last quarter, we definitely saw those numbers fall off. We saw some of the user engagement come down. Um, now, this quarter, we kind of saw a little bit of the same, although the, the big problem was this reinstated just massive bet on the metaverse. And that's definitely scaring people. The The amount of money that they're trying to spend, I think it's $39 billion in CapEx in 2023, is just massive. Uh, plus with falling ad revenue, with falling user engagement, there's just a lot of uh, questions out there whether this one is going to be sustainable. Is this the next big thing? You know, I mean, in, in 1990, if someone said, yeah, you're going to be talking to all your friends around the world on the Internet, 
you want to buy a share of this stock in this company that might do something, people will look at you and say, well, what, what's the internet? Now, I think we're at that point where we're saying, what's a metaverse? And we're just not there yet. So a lot of people really don't want to throw all their money at it. Uh, and the business that they do have is, I won't say failing, it's slowing. But that's kind of uh, some macro concerns. You know, we've got a lot of problems with uh, people spending and as ads but budgets being cut. We saw that even on Google. That wasn't just a, a meta problem. Uh, so now it's just a matter of where do we go from here? And I think that is one of the main issues as to why people don't want to be in meta anymore is, one, they're just spending beyond belief. And two, is the metaverse ever going to be a thing? So we're, we're definitely seeing some problems there. And uh, at the same time, when we saw that not $39 billion CapEx budget, where did we see other stocks rally right off the right off that jump? The one that stuck out to me was NVIDIA. NVIDIA is going to be providing a lot of these chips for that AI. And I think they were up about 6% on the same day that uh, Facebook had reported or Meta had reported this and then continued to run up going uh, throughout the week. So ultimately, I think it is a good sign for Meta. They are going to be getting some more uh, sales out of this. We still do have problems with China. That's not changed. You know, Xi Jinping uh, was elected for that uh, kind of historical third term. We weren't really expecting that. It did happen. So that brought down all these Chinese stocks. Uh, Neo, Alibaba, Baidu, all just getting smashed this week. Just terrible. But uh, for me, my portfolio actually closed the week up. And that wasn't on tech. That wasn't on uh, any of these Chinese stocks. It wasn't really so much on speculative names. It was in those Dow names. The, the Dow and those big, large blue chip stocks are really pulling their weight right now when a lot of other ones are really just kind of meandering along and just really not doing much for us. So, um, yeah, we definitely had uh, a good week from some of those. Uh, Caterpillar really did well. Visa did well. Apple uh, they did have a small beat. They, they missed in a couple spots, but uh, where did they miss? Let's take a look at Apple real quick. Um, where do we got? We got uh, EPS of $1.29, beating expectations of $1.27. Revenue of $90.15 billion, beating expectations of $88.8 billion. So we double beat there. And still after hours, this one was down 4 or 5% on this news. On, uh, on Thursday, it was down. Now, Friday, it turned around. Uh, I'm not sure how. Uh, I know GDP kind of came out, and that kind of eased some fears, too. But uh, the Apple active installed base of devices reaches all-time high. What else we got? iPhone missed uh, by 0.07 billion, so small miss there. Uh, services missed by uh, 0.8 billion, roughly. Mac beat by almost... 2.2 billion, which is uh, not really what we thought. We thought uh, Mac was going to be light. Everyone keeps saying, uh, you know, the computers, laptops, those all those sales are down. But, you know, Apple proved that wrong. So I kind of got that wrong. I knew that iPhone uh, production was stable. And ultimately, I thought the sales were going to be down. They did miss slightly, but I'm not even going to call it a big miss. It's, it's really minuscule in, in the grand scheme of things. Wearables beat by almost a billion. And iPad beat, uh, this says it beat, but the numbers are backwards. Uh, I think they had estimated 7.17 and it came in at 7.81. Uh, so just overall a good quarter. 
Uh, we didn't come in light on some areas, but uh, I'm not going to say that it's, it was a miss for the fact that it went down 5% on some of the probably Amazon news and some of that pin action that Amazon missed. Um, and when I look at Amazon, they had a EPS of, um, it says 0.28. Let's check this out real quick. Yeah. EPS of 0.28 beating expectations of uh, 0.20 cents on EPS. Revenue missed at uh, 127.1, expectations of 127.6. So small miss there. And uh, they did drop out of that trillion dollar company, at least when this uh, this news broke. And their their sales were down uh, to 140 billion. And uh, oh, uh, fourth quarter, sorry. Net sales expected of 140 to 148 billion when the estimate was 155. So a light guidance also. That definitely hurt Amazon more than anything was this guidance that uh, Q4 is looking weak. That's why we had double prime days. We're worried about ultimately going into the holiday season. So those are going to be some, some numbers that we really need to watch. Overall, when I'm looking at this though, I really don't want to buy Meta right now. I don't know where the company's going. I'm holding right there. But when I saw Amazon drop, I was in full on, I want to buy mode. That's exactly what I was trying to do. So I was trying to get a little bit out of some spots to move it into Amazon without bringing too much money, new money in. Uh, again, I don't have so much money on the sidelines at the moment. But um, so I, I guess the next part of this is when you see these things or when you see things happen, when do you want to sell Facebook? When do you want to sell other names? And uh, my dad and I kind of had this conversation briefly, and he kind of brought this up. So this one, I guess, is for, for him and uh, whoever else wants to hear it. When are we really looking to sell these stocks? And I, I think a lot of that is your age, your position, how you invest, how you trade. And really, when you buy a name, what do you want to do with it? There's, there's different names that are going to do different things for me. Um, so if it is a large blue chip company um, that's paying a dividend, I'm more kind of set it. Uh, watch it, kind of forget it. You know, if it's, uh, I don't know, uh, Apple, I'm just kind of keep on buying a little bit when it looks like it's in that buy territory for me. When that PE gets down into the, you know, mid to upper teens, I'm looking to buy it. Uh, if it's a different name where it's uh, a DraftKings or a SoFi, if I start seeing a double, I'm going to pull some off the table. That's just how I would do it. But now what about these different companies that when they are dropping? Um, you really want to have a number in place as to what your loss tolerance is on any given name before you enter that position. So if you have a, uh, a position in, uh, I don't know, say DraftKings and you started it at 20, you want to, you know, limit it down to, uh, maybe a 20% drop, you know, take four bucks off, set a stop loss and, you know, then it would automatically sell and you don't have to be put on the spot as to whether or not you're going to sell when that time gets there. You don't have to watch it go down to 16 and not know what to do. You can really just set that limit order and know that, hey, if it gets this low, I'm done with this name. I am done with it. I'm out of it. I'm closing it. I'll write it down as a loss. I'll do some tax loss harvesting with uh, this position and move on. You know, that's really what I probably should have done. And probably one of the problems that I run into is not setting some stop losses on some of these names. I need to get a lot better at that. 
But uh, it's all part of a journey for me, and I, I'm happy where I'm at right now. So uh, I guess I will certainly try to do that going forward. But uh, yeah, there's definitely been some names that kind of did blind blindside me on stuff like that. When I'm looking at uh, Nvidia, for example, I'm down 31% on this position uh, that I started after the big drop that we had at the first week of the year on our uh, investing challenge. So in the investing challenge, I'm down even more. Uh, in my brokerage, I'm down about 32%. So definitely a, a kick there and not one that I'm happy about. But uh, overall for NVIDIA, I'm in I'm in load up on this one mode. I wanted to buy more. I did end up buying some this week. And it's just a name that I think, again, got too cheap, got oversold, had those Chinese tensions, had some laptop gaming, uh, all these different problems. But uh, it's still in all the right spots. It's still in AI and the crypto space and autonomous driving and everywhere else that I really see the future going. Uh, plus, I think a lot of the chips just got too cheap. So I'm still looking to buy that one. So I guess it really depends on your risk tolerance, um, how much you really want to risk when you enter a position, probably a little bit more your age. Uh, I also really think it depends on the position itself. So if you have uh, McDonald's, I mean, I've never once even considered putting a stop loss on McDonald's because I don't really think it's going that far. I don't really think there's that much on the risk to uh, some of these big names that I'm really that concerned about. If uh, we're in a recession, McDonald's does well. If we're not, McDonald's still does well. So I'm not so concerned about that position. I'm going to let that one ride. I'm going to let it pay me that. Uh, well, I mean, the, the current dividend yield is 2.29%. But uh, I'm up 60% on that name. So I'm not going to really concern myself too much with that because I'm probably getting about three and a half to 4% on my invested capital. So I am fine with that. But uh, other names, you really do want to take a look at that, whether it's a trade or whether it's a long-term invest for you. And then you really need to come up with a plan as to what to do before you even click the buy button so you know what you would do if it gets to X, Y, or Z. And, you know, really just write that plan down. I don't know if you need a post-it note or a dry erase board on your wall by your computer. This is what I'm going to do. And this is, you know, why I'm doing it. But uh, that's that's kind of my thought there. And uh, so going forward, some of these other names that uh, are dividend gainers on the week. I got two written down. I know there was a third one that I wanted to talk about, but uh, they did raise their dividends and I'll try to pull that up. But I know we had uh, Visa actually come out with a decent quarter and let's just check Visa real quick. All right, we are at 209.34. Now this one is, is one that I really thought was gonna do well. Um, I think we talked about this on a couple different investing challenges. We were looking at some of the credit card players going into a recession. They should be doing well. Uh, the fact that people still want to go do things, got all this pent up demand for going out, uh, travel, you know, different family events, whether it be a reunion or whatever that people are just, you know, we got to go see people. Uh, I still am very strong that people are going to spend. And uh, when they're traveling, they're probably going to use a Visa, a MasterCard, American Express. Uh, so that being said, I really thought Visa was going to do well here. And uh, on Friday, we were up about five bucks, two and a half percent. But uh, over the past one month, we came up from a low of around 180. 
and now we're sitting at 209. So that's a, definitely a solid move in a month. And one that I think I called pretty well. Uh, I didn't really think we were going to get too much of downside news from a company like Visa. We also got a 20% dividend gain from them. So uh, if you were getting, you know, I think it was 40 cents, now you're getting 45. So definitely nice there to get that little bump in pay uh, every quarter. It's a small dividend, but I uh, guess they are looking to raise it. So that's definitely nice. Um, and then in the world of energy, we had some some blowout quarters from names. Uh, Exxon, Chevron, Marathon Petroleum all uh, had a very good quarter. Uh, I believe Marathon was at a all-time high, their second most revenue in history. Chevron is at an all-time high with their first, uh, their highest revenue in history, I believe it was. So we are definitely seeing some uh, some gains there. Exxon did raise that dividend. Uh, Chevron's currently paying about 3.2%. Uh, Exxon, let's flip back over there. And Chevron's at a 10 times PE, so still pretty low. Exxon's at an 8.7 with a 3.3% dividend. So definitely uh, some nice price appreciation from these. They've kind of been dead for a long time. Now they're kind of firing on all cylinders. We're looking at ESG. We're looking at renewables. They're really looking to get into other lanes. So they're simply not just big oil anymore. And they're really looking to reduce their carbon emissions uh, by some set deadlines, depending on the company. Um, so yeah, both of those are looking good. I, I really do feel strongly that uh, I called the energy thing pretty well. Uh, the financials, a lot of those bank stocks we talked about, about, uh, I don't know, three, four episodes back, those look pretty strong as well. Uh, pharmaceuticals look good. We had a strong quarter from Merck. Uh, I believe they are looking to buy back some more shares, I believe it was. And uh, yeah, that one's trading at a, at a high right now at 150. So a, a lot of things I did okay. Um, and then when I look at uh, Amazon, I kind of said, you know, we might be light. Uh, Apple, I kind of thought we were going to be in line. I really didn't think it was going to be something to rally off of, but ultimately it was. Uh, again, I talked a little bit about that GDP number. Uh, that came in at a 2.6, uh, outweighed estimates of a 2.4% gain. So I guess technically we're out of a recession, even though a lot of people say we weren't in one, which, I mean, we had two falling quarters of GDP. So we were, but besides the point, uh, right now we are not. We're still worried about that. That's still a concern. Uh, things are getting tougher out there. The, the Fed is going to continue to raise these rates until this inflation comes down. And ultimately, that is the main fight we are worried about right now is how far they push it, how much they're going to slow things. And all these decent earnings right now from a lot of these major companies, are they going to start falling as we're up against tougher comparables for next year? We're making... Good money now, is that going to continue into next year? And if it doesn't, I do think that we're going to get more of a pullback. Uh, but right now, I like where we're at. We're definitely kind of rallying over the last couple of weeks uh, in a lot of the names, except for some tech. But uh, with that being said, uh, I think I need a, a quick break here. And I'm going to come on back and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the stuff going on in the investing challenge. I still want to look at the VIX and the SPY and uh, look at the, the RSI in the Spire, the S&P 500. And we'll, uh, we'll take a look at that and, uh, and some more when I get back. So stick around. All right, guys, I am back here. And there is just still, still so much information to go over. I really cannot wrap my head around everything that is going on right now. 
But uh, with that being said, this does take a lot of time. So I would greatly, greatly appreciate a uh, subscribe and a share. Invite someone over to the Let It Grow Investing podcast. Uh, if you go right on the page, you can invite some friends from there. I want to build up a bigger community so we can all share in a lot of this uh, news up to date at the moment. And uh, so we can get the votes in for the Let It Grow Investing Challenge for 2022. And uh, I guess we can go right ahead and get right back into that. We've got uh, for week 44, we are cruising right up to that week 52 end of the year. And uh, we had five stocks. We've always got five stocks. I pick them, you vote on them. And uh, we are trying to outperform the S&P 500 for the year. Right now, we are still winning. And uh, we've got five stocks to vote on for this year. We've got, uh, for this year, for this week, sorry. We've got uh, CRM, which is Salesforce. We got CRWD, which is CrowdStrike. NFLX, which is Netflix. Uh, LRCX, which is Lamb Research, the uh, semiconductor company, if you are not familiar with it. We've got uh, Tesla. Tesla was number five for the week. With everything that was going on with Elon, I thought uh, you know we would definitely see a downturn in uh, in Tesla stock, and then ultimately get back into rally mode once all of that sell side pressure was off from Elon taking some money out of Tesla stock in order to get this Twitter deal done. The Twitter deal is done, and uh, I am hoping that we are back off to the races in uh, Tesla stock, and. Uh, Let's take a look here. I think I know who won, but I just want to double check currently. And that winner for the week is Tesla. We will be buying Tesla today, uh, as you are probably hearing this, which would be Halloween. So happy Halloween if you are listening on Monday. And if you are not, uh, please make sure you subscribe to listen right when the uh, episodes come out. That's when the information is going to be most relevant. And uh, yeah, so I guess uh, Tesla, that deal did get finished or Elon's deal with Twitter did get finished for $44 billion, a big spend. But uh, now with a lot of that sell side pressure down or gone, uh, I'm thinking we could be back off to the races. Uh, I believe the, uh, the Model Y, they did lower the price on it. They introduced two new colors and uh, they're doing a lot of different things to draw more people into buying a, a new Tesla. So they got some stuff going on there. Uh, they are still working on other new models, talking about the cheaper ones that they look to produce in the future. We're still waiting on that Cybertruck. I know if you've been uh, looking for one of those or had an order in, it's been a while, but uh, I do think that they will be coming out. And uh, next month or actually December, I believe that Pepsi is supposed to be receiving their first uh, Tesla semi-truck. So that is coming soon as well. And uh, what else do we got? We've got uh, oh, the other stock that I was trying to think of that raised their dividend this month or with this earnings report was AbbVie. And that one was a 5% dividend raise uh, on what's already a pretty decent dividend as far as I'm, I'm concerned. I know it's probably trended down since when I bought it just because the price is appreciate, appreciated so much. Uh, they still got about 7% of upside for a price target of 158. We're at 147. Currently, that dividend is 3.67%. Uh, so they did raise that uh, that payment, that quarterly dividend payment of uh, now it's at $1.41. I forget what it was before, but now it's 5% higher. So uh, if you've been holding with me, that one is uh, is paying you a little bit more in this, uh, in this next quarter. So definitely good to see PEs at the 21, a little bit rich, but uh, still a, a great stock. 
And uh, they did have a little bit of sell side pressure. I think a little bit of that is on the Humira patent that uh, is set to expire. They do have a, uh, a long pipeline of drugs that uh, they are looking to bring to market. I know some of them are in stage two, stage three trials. Uh, so that one is still uh, exciting to me. And uh, we were talking about the fact that a lot of companies had lowered guidance, especially on that uh, those tech uh, large cap tech names. Now, uh, on the other side, when we're looking at some of these industrials, uh, I would like to point out that I nailed this one. Week 42, I had added Honeywell. So this is, I'm guessing about four weeks back now as I'm uh, going to bring up the week 45 stocks. Uh, today, uh, on week 41, wrapping up week 41, I added Honeywell to the, to the list of stocks that I wanted to buy. And uh, that one was sitting around, let's take a look. Sitting, <laughs> I got kids creeping in through the basement window. Uh, sorry, uh, was sitting around 170 beginning of October, and now we are around 205. So we definitely nailed that one. That was a a good spot to buy that one. I thought it was a lot of that. Uh, these industrial names were just oversold, but ultimately it would have been a good time to buy it. It was just a little too much sell side pressure. In my opinion, I spotted that one. I brought it up. I also brought up L3 Harris. Um, let's see how that one's performed over the past month as well. Uh, wow. Uh, we went from about 210 to we are sitting at 248. So if you bought anything from week two, you're looking all right. Uh, so yeah, we, we did pretty well that week. But uh, and then we bought IIPR is what we actually went with. So let's just double check there and see how that one did. Uh, that one, eh, a little bit up. I'll, I'll take a little bit up. Now, that one we were buying because of Biden's uh, look into marijuana, the drug and the stocks, the companies to see if they should be classified as a tier one drug. Uh, or if it should be more legalized. So we try to get into some of these real estate investment plays that focused on the cannabis industry. This one is still uh, sitting at a 52.7% upside, and we are still getting a hefty dividend on IIPR of 7.15% currently. So that one is still, uh, it's, a, it's a springed coil or a loaded coil, and it's it's ready to spring higher, in my opinion. Once we get some kind of clarification as to where that industry is going, I think we'll be off to the races. But uh, Honeywell, L3 Harris, uh, McDonald's, and General Mills from that week, uh, I think all are doing pretty well. So that's definitely good to see. Yeah, even, uh, even General Mills up significantly, too. So that was just a, a good time to be buying some stocks. And that's why I continue to dollar cost average. We never really know at that point in time where we're sitting. But uh, if we continually buy and build into a position, we're going to be doing all right in about you know, 5, 10, 20 years. We're going to be thankful that we're doing this. Uh, so that being said, we've got, uh, oh, I was saying, I'm back to what I originally was on. Honeywell, uh, they raised their guidance. That was one of the reasons I brought up Honeywell and went down that tangent. So then we looked at uh, other companies that raised their guidance on quarter four, Merck, ServiceNow, Carrier uh, Equipment. So now all of those are trading at a yearly high based off a good Q3 and the fact that they raised these uh, these numbers for quarter four. Uh, Carrier, the, uh, the HVAC company, 
is uh, still sitting at a nine times PE, but uh, just on, based on this run since the 20th at $34 to currently we are at $39.95. That is a big move up in a short amount of time for a company like Carrier. So I might be a little cautious about entering now, maybe wait for a pullback back to this previous high uh, in the 36 to 37 range and try to time your buys around there. I do think might we might get back down to that, uh, cool down a little bit, and then ultimately uh, move on forward. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of neglected Carrier for the fact that uh, housing was slowing, recession talks were everywhere, and uh, ultimately they were able to outperform. Now, we still might have some recession fears, so I'm not, that's why I said I'm not chasing this one. I'm not going all in on this one, but uh, it's one that is looking like they're doing pretty well. And the fact that they are able to raise is definitely a good sign as well. Um, now let's flip over to the, uh, the VIX. I promised you guys we'd look at the VIX. When we are looking at the VIX, uh, the lower the number, the, uh, the calmer the, the markets. So when we get to that 35 and 40, that is peak fear. It is really fearful out there. You kind of got to hold your breath and dive in. And uh, right now we are sitting at a 25.75. And uh, I told you, I don't know, months ago that if you get back down to about a 20, you might want to think about selling some stuff off in order to kind of, you know, lock in some gains if that's your method of trading or investing. Uh, now, when you're at that 40, like I said, probably a good time to go ahead and buy something and, you know, really kind of ride that wave of uh, some of that downside pressure. So beginning of the month, we were looking at a VIX around 33. We crept up to about a 34 in uh, about October 10th, 11th, and now we are, you know, we're definitely trending down at the 25. So there's a lot less fear, uh, a lot of good earnings. The GDP numbers are kind of cooling some things down. We still got some problems, you know. We still got China problems. We still got Russia, Ukraine problems. There's still problems out there. So I don't want you to think that it is gone. It is certainly there. But uh, where are we at on the the SPY? Let's take a look at that. I, I know we wanted to look at that also. The SPY has really ratcheted up here in the last month as well. We were sitting under 360. Now we're sitting right around 390. So definitely a nice move up in the SPY as well. So pretty much a lot of different stocks. If you bought them early October, you're you're looking pretty good right now other than large cap tech those have definitely fallen off the peak but uh that kind of makes it intriguing for me to want to buy some of these names that uh, have been sold off so hard um so i guess that we can go right into week 45 on the investing challenge and uh i need your votes i need them so get over there to let, let it grow investing on facebook the link is in the description and vote for one of these five and some of them are going to be a little bit easier to you know, kind of cover real quick. Uh, so the first one is going to be Amazon. And this one was kind of a no brainer. I saw the drop. I wanted nothing to do but buy more Amazon. That was really what I was looking at. So I don't think that this is long lasting. I think that the, the growth is still there. Yes. Uh, the sales slowed. Yes. AWS slowed a little bit. The web services side of the business slowed. Overall, I think Amazon is a long-term winner, and uh, for that reason, I am looking to buy more. I will buy more personally in my account uh, already. I already had a limit order set. Um, it was 
trending in that $98, $99 range. I had set it in the 97 range to try to catch anything that dropped. Uh, ultimately, it kind of just kept churning higher. So I still have my limit. Um, I think right now I'm right north of $100 and we're sitting at 103.41. So if it does come down a couple dollars on some bad news, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I will be ready to pick that up. Uh, now, PE is at 102. I know that's high. That's kind of, that's typical for Amazon. They do trade high, but uh, we do have 36.6% of upside. Uh, we do have some buy ratings all coming in on the 28th for between 114 and 150 that I'm seeing on page one here. Um, yeah, we got five more buy, all buy ratings. It is currently a strong buy with, uh, with a good amount of upside. And I think uh, the market just really overreacted to this one. That is my two cents on this one. So I will be buying it. If you want to see it added to the investing challenge, get over there and vote for that one. We've also got uh, ServiceNow, not a company that I'm super familiar with. I did listen to an interview with the CEO. I forget his name at the, at the moment, but uh, had a great quarter. They uh, really outperformed in 2020 when things really kind of went down, we, uh, we saw them, uh, really trend lower. We were around maybe 350 beginning of October. Now Q three really had a nice outperformance. We're sitting at 420 right now with still about 22% of upside. And as I said, they raised their guidance for Q four. Uh, so this one I'm, I'm, I'm getting bullish on just the fact of where they were, the business that they're in, and uh, the fact that they're making uh, companies more profitable as they make a lot of things more streamlined uh, and a lot of companies can roll into one product versus 40 that handles, uh, you know, accounts receivable, payables, marketing, this, that, the other. ServiceNow is going to do it all. Uh, so that is definitely a big cost saver. A lot of their current comp uh, contracts are bringing on more products into what they use. And uh, that is ultimately driving their business. And uh, one that I, I definitely like the story that was going along with it. So uh, this, the sound of management sounded convincing-ish, but I like their numbers. Uh, I like where they're coming from and the fact that they're closing more deals. It's definitely nice to see. So uh, ServiceNow, tickers N-O-W. That is number two for the week. Uh, number three. Um, this one, probably no big surprise. I am trying to buy chip stocks and... Uh, we had Lamb Research last week. We bought uh, Qualcomm in week 43, and there's been a couple other chip names in there. So I am trying to buy these while the U.S. and China figures out what is the next step. This week, it's NVIDIA. It's NVDA. Um, as I said, we've got uh, some problems there that brought this one down. I'm down in it on the investing challenge. I'm down on my brokerage. Long-term, I still believe in this name. I uh, still believe in their products. Facebook or Meta is still going to be buying tons of these chips in the next uh, couple of years to build out this metaverse. We still got autonomous. We still got gaming. We still got AI. We've got all the different robotics things that this is going to be used in. And it's just it seems like a great price for me at this point to get into NVIDIA and uh, really kind of ride this one out. The PE is high. It is at a 43. We did bottom at a 112 back on uh, 1014. 
and now we're sitting at 138. I'm hoping in the next week, some of this euphoria comes out of the market. And by next Monday, we can buy this hopefully in like the low 130 range. Uh, 129 would be great. Uh, I don't know that it's going to happen, but uh, we did set a uh, a small drop in on the 26th for a low of 128.96. So maybe we'll retrace to about that level before heading higher. And uh, when I want to look at the analyst ratings. We've got uh, about 41.5% upside average price target of 195.80 on this one. So I am still bullish on chip names. I don't think that they're going anywhere. I think we overreacted. And uh, ultimately, we're still going to need all these going forward. We are not getting away from building items with um, with more chips. Internet of Things is everywhere. And uh, I do think that NVIDIA is going to really capitalize on all that growth. Uh, so that's number three. And number four. We talked about this one briefly. They just raised their dividend. They are in that credit card space, recession fears. Um, they raised, I believe they raised their guidance and ultimately uh, had a nice run, as I said, over the past month. This one is Visa. Uh, the ticker is V. We're trading at a 29 times PE. The beta is a 0.9, so a little less risky than the average of a one on the S&P. Uh, that dividend did just get raised. That is a strong sign of uh, strength from management, from the board. And I don't think that this one's going anywhere. They just adopted more in the way of building out some crypto platforms to do more with that space. I think they're going to be a leader there. Uh, I don't think that we're going to stop spending. We're not going to stop swiping. There's less and less cash I see when I go out anywhere. I'm one of the few that ever uses any kind of cash. Uh, so I do think that Visa is that next player that is just going to keep on churning higher. We're going to have more growth from that crypto space and ultimately more card spend as more international travel comes uh, around as well. So strong uh, tailwinds as far as I can tell. And uh, we've got that, you know, some of those other words from management that are also helping me think that this one's headed higher. And uh, just one that I like. It's I've been in this one for a long time. Now, um, we're going to change gears a little bit when we're looking at number five. And I do want to pull up some numbers here for you. So this one is in the crypto space. It is a uh, the, the large player. And uh, it is going to be Bitcoin for number five. And crypto has just really held up well for the past probably two months. Now, Bitcoin is currently trading at 20841 as I am recording this. Uh, over the last month, it's up about 5%, uh, three months we're down around 11%, but that is really small news for the crypto space. It's been trading in that little high 18 to low to mid 20 range for, for weeks now. So I am really think we're under a lot of consolidation, a lot of people looking to build up a position and uh, ultimately we're just going to have this slow churn higher as more and more use cases come out. And more and more people adopt it. So I do want to keep on buying this one. I don't think that we are dropping super hard on any of the other news that's going on. As I said, Visa's building more platforms. Google's building nodes to use more Ethereum. Uh, we've got PayPal doing more projects with both. I don't see this going anywhere. And uh, ultimately, I just want to cut on to kind of keep building my position there. So I will add Bitcoin to this one. Uh, for week 45, number five is going to be Bitcoin. And 
Yeah, we've also got, uh, I just wanted to point out that Ethereum has been uh, on a quiet little run up here as well. We were sitting down in the 1300s for a good long while. And uh, in the last month, we're up 17.8%. Uh, I think on some of these other talks, like I just said, with with Visa, with Google, with PayPal, but uh, the Ethereum network and going to proof of stake has also helped this one be uh, less energy dependent. And ultimately, I do think we're going to trend higher. I didn't add Ethereum for the fact that it ran up 18% in a month. Uh, I definitely think that this one can cool back down into that 1400 range. And uh, that's probably where I'd look to add a little bit more. I didn't really want to break out the crystal ball and say that it would do that within a week. Uh, I think Bitcoin is definitely under accumulation right now, trending up a little bit. And that's why it made the number five spot. So, oh man, is that it for the week? Did we talk Twitter? Uh, I think I think we did. Uh, if not, the Twitter Elon Musk deal done, $44 billion. Uh, the CEO was fired. He got a golden parachute of, I think, 140-something million to uh, sit this out, which is a nice payday for not doing anything. But uh, we'll see ultimately what uh, what Elon does with Twitter. I know they're taking it private. I know that uh, GM is already pulling some of their ads off of Twitter. I don't know if that's to not fund the Elon Musk machine or if they are against what Twitter is going to stand for. I'm not sure. But uh, ultimately, we'll see where this one goes. I, I'm not uh, not in Twitter at all. I'm definitely in the uh, the Tesla space. And uh, I do think that that one is going to churn higher as we buy it tomorrow. Uh, so with that being said, thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks for listening. I hope I brought you some value. Uh, if you could, you know, give me a like, give me a thumbs up, share the podcast. If you really want to give me an extra pat on the back, you can uh, head over there to anchor.fm slash let it grow and uh, contribute to the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. But that's all I got for you guys today. So thanks for being here and I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.